0: follow the puck here again appreciate you guys tuning in and letting us know you're listening and the dms we get that's awesome and today we're heading up to the border to east grand forks up to section 8a and it's fun to hear tyler talk about his team and the returning players he's got some good talent coming back and it'll be a battle up there again with East Grand Forks, Thief River, and War So it'll be fun to see what happens come playoffs next season. And as always, if there's anybody you think we should reach out to, send us a DM on Twitter or an email to ftp at followthepuck.com. And I hope you enjoy this one. And make sure you leave a review or send us a message and, all that good stuff that helps us uh, get towards the top of the list for the podcast. So it's kind of important that we keep those going. So we're just going to get into this conversation here with Tyler. So enjoy.
1: Um, Tyler Promestino, East Grand Forks, uh, high school coach. Um, So obviously start off a quick review of last year. Um, You know, I I think the first thing that comes to mind is, is second place and, Section 8A being beat, beat by Warroad four nothing in the section finals and you know that uh, we got beat by a very hungry, very very ornery Warroad team, Warroad program that was uh, you know very keen on getting back to St. Paul after a ten year absence and you know in saying that I, I think we were certainly disappointed in our performance that game. Um, we had a very good year leading up to that point, but you know our, our season our our program is really measured. I, I hope it's measured on trips to St. Paul and what we do when we get to St. Paul. And saying that in a lot of ways, it was a disappointment, was a failure. And again, that's kind of the way we're approaching this off season right now. So, I mean, that, that's how I would synopsize uh, last year in um, short order. If you want me to go in deeper, we could. So,
2: Yeah, no, that, that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you did, you did run into a, into a team that was destined to be down there for sure.
1: Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, the wheels round. Um, there's no doubt. Um, we knew, you know, the, the funny thing was, is as the season went along last year, it became very obvious how in my eyes, how hungry, how, I use the word keen, um, how world was last year. Um, and, and I tried to get that point across to our players, but it, it was kind of hard at times because, it's been 10 years since they were in St. Paul, and a lot of our players didn't really understand. They'd never seen more hockey at its finest. Like, the guy had when I was growing up, when I was in high school, like a lot of people, you know, saw with, with Oshie and, and some of those state title teams they had and Brock Nelson and, you know, Hardwick and Hardwick's brother and, and so on. So, you know, I think it was a lesson learned for our, our kids, our program, and, and now we got to... Oh, we got to go back to work, and I, and I think
2: we're doing a good job of that. Yeah, it's unfortunate that you guys are lumped in that same section with Warroad. looking at the teams that make it to state, of course, you could say this every year, but potentially two of the yeah. two of the best teams in the state are in that same section.
1: Yeah, you know, it's you know, there's a lot of ways to look at that, and, and um, first of all, that's reality, and, and you know, I used to look at it that way, kind of growing up when Warroad continually. Uh, Beat us, and then, and then they kind of became like, "Listen, this this is going to make us better, one way or the other. um would be as good as they are is going to make us better, our program better." And, and I think we've kind of done the same to them um, in the last few years. And, and they you know, are by each other, and and we're good, for, we're good for each other, and we feed off each other, and I think both cool programs make each other better.
2: That competition will do that to. Uh... I mean, you typically rise to the level of the competition, so there's something to that. Exactly. Add yeah. Mm-hmm. So, who are your? I know you got some good players coming back. Who are the? Have you got the captains for next year and all that stuff set up or not yet?
1: You don't know. I mean, we don't. Honestly, we never really had captains last year. Um, I'm not a true believer in, in a three-captain system. I don't think. I don't think it. I think you need more than three, anyways, to be successful as three leaders. So, we just kind of go by committee. But we do have we do have very good nucleus coming back. I mean, actually, last year, the, if there's one thing we were, in that that was young, from the standpoint of you know our, our leading players were young as far as freshman, sophomore, junior. You know, and, and Landon Parker led us in, in points and goals. I believe last year as a junior, and then behind him was Jackson Panzer, who's a freshman. You know, Trey Asmus, uh was right there as a sophomore defenseman. Logan Spencer right there as a junior defenseman. Um, so I believe we have four of our, our top four scores. Those are our top four returning scores coming back. Um, and, and then we also have, a you know, a few other defensemen coming back and, and a, quite a few forwards coming back. So, you know, as far as returning players, um, we have a good nucleus coming back. Um, you know, replacing some of the leadership will be one one issue, and our goaltender and Austin Cooley graduated as well. So those are those are the two biggest, uh, I think, question marks we have as we enter 2021 season, along with the COVID crisis season and all that other stuff. But everybody's got those issues. So
2: <laughs> yeah, add that into the normal mix, and it'll be it'll make for an interesting yeah. season for sure. So so. Yeah, no, I mean,
1: we're... Go ahead. You go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, how are you involved in the youth hockey system up there as well, or do you kind of let the other coaches run that, or how is that set up for East? Yeah, you know, we're... Yes and no, to
1: answer your question, we're... East Grand Forks is one of maybe the only community in in Minnesota that is still run by the city. Our youth hockey is run by our park department, Um, which I think we're very fortunate to still be able to way. You know, it helps uh helps keep scots down, it helps simplify the organizational structure of youth hockey where you don't have a board, um you don't have committees that everything's gotta flow through. Um so we have we have a uh park and rec director named Mark dragage who does a fantastic job with their youth hockey. Um but he does he does involve me when when needed and we do bounce things off each other. Um, you know, we're, we're all in it together, we all want the same thing at the end. So I am involved. I'm not – I wouldn't say I'm as involved as a lot of the high school coaches throughout Minnesota are,
2: though. That is an interesting way to set it up, because you're right. When you involve the youth hockey and the boards and all that stuff, it gets to be a lot of uh, a lot of back I've and changed. forth before anything is done. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, there is good to it, but um, there's, there's a lot of – it just becomes a lot harder to make change when you you have to pass things through a board, in um, those you know what I mean, those structures. So we're, I think we're fortunate to still be able to run our youth
2: hockey the way it's run. So when you had taken a few years off of coaching, correct? Correct. Yep. Yeah. So what uh, what were were there any noticeable changes when you came back, or was it just kind of step right back in, or how did you? about that um,
1: yeah you know there was a uh, nothing really I mean I, I didn't notice anything anything in particular I you know hockey hockey I think 16 to 18 year old kids are more or less the same um, and so I, I don't think there was any major changes is what I can see as far as that you know I, I do think like the one thing I've noticed over the last I would say 10 years probably, is that the growth of Class A hockey at the state tournament. And I think it's I think it's in such a good spot right now. Um, you know, probably starting back when when St. Thomas started to take over a little bit and that gave it some instant publicity and, and a villain immediately, which really helped the growth of Class A hockey. Um, and so that that's the one thing I see in, in the state of Minnesota is how Class A hockey has started to kinda develop its own identity and
2: rightfully so yeah i would agree with that i mean you look at the best teams in class a and they can skate with the double a teams you know day in and day out so that's you're right
1: yeah you know and i mean at the end of the day our pool's smaller um we don't pick from as many kids you know but but the product we put on the ice is very good and and once you get it for sure till Friday at the state tournament, you got really good hockey teams with, with very high-end players on the ice, just like you do with the double-A at night. So um, then attendance is starting to reflect that too, which is good for the state high school and, and high school hockey as well.
2: Has your schedule been put out yet for next season or not?
1: Um, no, I can get it to you. Um, it, it's not out. I mean, it's more – Pretty much identical to last year. I think we made a couple changes. Section opponent. Uh, we added Hermantown. Um, we will be going to Hermantown. We got a a Hermantown Madamida swing over over Christmas break, which is not the best for travel, but we're going to try to tackle it and, and see where we stack right, right around Christmas. So that'll, that'll be a good addition to our schedule.
2: Yeah, that'll be that'll be a good test for the guys here just before playoffs start
1: yeah yeah, no doubt we were it's been a long time since we played hermittown in the regular season and and uh coach Andrews reached out and, and we absolutely were gonna make it happen so we decided to get that back in
2: our schedule oh that'll be a that'll be a fun trip yeah
1: absolutely
2: so so i'm gonna i'm gonna send you an email if you don't mind I wouldn't because I'm trying to get the uh trying to get the schedules and just put them out on our website for people to follow along. So I'll send you an email and then next week or when you have time, if you could send me or when it's finalized even. Yeah, awesome. I
1: think we're about finalized. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but I
2: think we yeah. are. Okay. Well, awesome. Sir. <laughs> I want a quick update and I'll, uh, unless you got anything else you want to cover, we can wrap it up. You can get onto the lake and enjoy the along weekend and all that fun stuff. So,
1: yeah, no, I know. I'm good. If, you know, if there's anything else you want, you just let me
2: know. Okay. No. Appreciate it. You have a good, uh, give a good 4th of July. All right. Thank you, sir. You as well.
0: Hey, thanks for sticking through the whole episode there. It's fun to chat with Tyler and get an update on his team. And we really enjoy hearing the coaches talk about their team and the passion they have for the game. And, you know, they're not doing it for money. It's because they truly want to help and be a part of the program. So, it's fun to hear and like i said in the beginning if you can leave us a review on whatever platform you get this podcast on that does help us out quite a bit so please take a minute and do that and um, stay tuned for more we're going to continue to release these once a week hopefully as we can line them up and get them get them all done so Just keep an eye on that or subscribe or whatever it is got to do. And if you have anybody else you want us to reach out to, send us a DM on Twitter or an email to ftp at followthepuck.com. And stay tuned for more next week.